you never thought COVID could cost you your home, uh, but it might uh, because cybercrime is up 75%. And of course, the cybercrime that you need to be worried about is home title theft. Cyber criminals, foreign and domestic, are now after our homes, and it's easier than you'd think. Uh, home title documents are now online, and the thief can find your title really easily, unfortunately. They can forge it, and it's a dangerous thing if they get caught, but it's really hard to catch them. They can do it from anywhere really in the world. This leaves you in serious debt because they can borrow against your equity. You don't know how to even unravel it. It's a massive legal problem. You're talking about banks and, and lawyers and local governments and all this other craziness. Insurance doesn't cover you, neither do common identity theft programs. That's why you need to protect your home with Home Title Lock. The instant Home Title Lock detects someone tampering with your home's title. They shut it down. I have it. Glenn has it as well. Uh, Pat Gray has it. Everybody has it. HomeTitleLock.com. Register your address to see if you're a victim and use the code RADIO for 30 risk-free days of protection. It's HomeTitleLock.com. yesterday for being a fearmonger. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yesterday I was trending on Twitter because I said, you know, the burning of the books with uh, Dr. Seuss, the digital bonfire we're having is uh, is fascistic. And oh, man, burning. What does burning books have to do with fascism? I know, I know, I know. And I've, I've got a I'm going to deeply, deeply apologize for oh what I gosh, said yesterday. And I, you wait for that because I'm sure it's coming uh, or something's coming in <laughs> about 60 seconds. <laughs> the Glenn Beck Program. Oh, all the news of the day that's fit to print. So in other words, everything that's not in the New York Times today. Realestateagentsitrust.com is a free service to you so you can find the right agent. Now, looking to buy or sell a house, you need the best possible real estate agent you can get. Somebody who's going to step into the door, take charge of the situation, and build the kind of team you need to get the job done and get it done right. That's why a number of years ago, I started Real Estate Agents I Trust. The idea was to provide a free service to you that will hook you up with the amazing real estate agents, the ones who know the best practices, who will work tirelessly for you, and the ones who have the, the best record uh, in your area of selling homes on time uh, for the most amount of money and, and somebody who also has real high customer uh, ratings. Real Estate Agents I Trust. The name says it all. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Oh, my gosh. Mm. Yesterday, apparently, Glenn Beck said, buy Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head because it's the end of an era. It's the end of freedom in America. Yes, I've been raging. This is fascism. Glenn Beck has an absolute meltdown over Mr. Potato Head and Dr. Seuss. 
Yes, I did say that this is fascism. Well, Joe Walsh was there to... Uh, the guy? Hmm? The former Republican congressman guy? Mm-hmm. Walsh Freedom. Yeah. Okay. Joe. Mm-hmm. He's been, I mean, he's, he's held all opinions within the past two years. So I think he, I was, no, 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 he's, <laughs> all available no, opinions. He's, no, he's woke. He's, he's, he's awakened from his slumber. Oh, uh, okay. Glenn Beck, what's happening to Dr. Seuss and Mr. Potato Head is fashion. No, it isn't. Private entities making. Fashion de- or fascism? Fascism. Okay. Private mm-hmm. entities making decisions isn't fascism. Two, no, Beck s- couldn't survive. Listen to him. Listen to him. Private entities, I'm going to say it again because it's somehow or another making you angry. Mm-hmm. Private entities making decisions isn't fascism. Beck couldn't survive real fascism. And three, oh. Beck is purposely <laughs> manipulating <laughs> and scaring his audience. I know because on occasion I used to do the same. Wait, is it wow. an insult if you can't uh, uh, survive fascism? I think right. a lot of people couldn't survive fascism. <laughs> right. That's why we hate it so much. What kind of weird insult is that? He couldn't survive electrocution, <laughs> bastard. It's like one of the most so, deadly what things I think he's saying, he's, the planet. He's being very optimistic here. He's okay. saying I couldn't survive real fascism. So what he's saying is, because none of this is fascistic, mm -hmm. I'm going to be on the air and I my voice is not going to be silenced. Oh, good. So I think that's I think that's great. I unfortunately disagree with you, Joe. Uh, But hey, there's nothing like being a sellout on the Constitution. Private entities making decisions isn't fascism. Two points on this. One, you're correct. A private entity uh, entity can do whatever they want. Have you said the opposite? No, I have not. No. But when you get to the libraries and schools, uh, taking those books out of their libraries and uh, society canceling anyone uh, who wants to say, wait, no, Dr. Seuss is good. Dr. Seuss has never offended Anyone, anyone, there's no one on planet Earth that is in therapy today. Like, (laughs) my mother used to read Dr. Seuss to me. I remember when they had that lion in the cage and those Asian people were there and they were also in the cages with the lion and the white person was on top of the cage. They were saying, Dr. Seuss was saying, put all agents in cages. <laughs> I've never recovered from that. That has never, ever happened. Yeah, no one's going to put Asians in cages unless they're FDR. <laughs> that, it's, it's only their president who puts Asians in cages. Right. Right. That's you a, know what? <laughs> I want, for tomorrow's show, mm-hmm. we are going to spend all day, if we have to, Writing a new Dr. Seuss book, Asians in Cages. No, no, this is a <laughs> terrible start to a day. No, no, it, the, the cat in the hat. It could be right. It could be the cat in the wheelchair. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> just all about FDR. It's all about legacy. FDR and uh-huh. his wheelchair. Just putting Asians in cages. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so the problem here is is that schools and libraries are now taking him out. You you have to. The second thing is stop the bull crap about private entities. These are no longer private entities that are doing this. Do your homework, Joe. Read the Great Reset. Read all about it.
Well, they are now working with the government because the government needs them. They need the government. It is a new world order, dude. You know, and it's like you can't for certainly you couldn't force the company that runs Dr. Seuss to print books they don't want to print. Like that would be the opposite. That that would be fascism too. You can't force them to print books uh, that uh, that they don't want to print. But again, like I love the way that this works. Progressives get all fired up about something dumb, right? They get all fired up. They launch protests and boycotts and everything else about something stupid, like a picture in a Dr. Seuss book. And then Dr. Seuss or whoever else is that Aunt Jemima, they pull the person off the box or they they take the books off the shelves. And then when we're like, gosh, this is so stupid, it's leading to leading to really dangerous things. And then we're the crazy ones, not the people who got all fired up about a picture in a book or <laughs> a woman's face on a box. We're the crazy ones right. for thinking it's dumb right. to take them off of there. And then they use the absurdity of Dr. Seuss or Mr. Potato Head as and I like it to make it seem like why are we so concerned with Mr. Potato Head? We didn't bring up Mr. Potato Head. That wasn't us. You guys started all of this. We don't. We, we didn't want to change Mr. Potato Head at all. We not. We had not thought about Mr. Potato no. Head in a very long time. No, no. But you keep and it's like, is it fascism? Of course, it's not. This is not a Nazi state we're living in. Obviously, this is the. Like, these are the seeds. It's like Na- Na- yeah, exactly. Nazism doesn't go from a free society where everybody is great and having a good time, and the next morning you woke, wake up and everybody's wearing jackboot thugs, you right. know, jackboots, uh, and and they're all thugs breaking down doors. It happens slowly. It's like look at that pan over there. Glenn Beck thinks it's a cake. Well, it's a circular pan. It's got the batter in it, and the the oven's heated up to 107. <laughs> Eventually, I think it's, it's going to be, be a cake, cake if we don't stop it. Oh so let's gosh. stop it. Why bother taking... Like, it's just idiotic to take these steps, go, to go down these roads. You know, I, the, the, the Dr. Seuss thing is a good example of this. The, they ran how many stories about Dr. Seuss? Thousands, right? Mm-hmm. About how they were going to remove these six books mm-hmm. because of, of mm-hmm. raci- racially offensive mm-hmm. pictures. I must have read a dozen stories from mainstream media sources about this. Mm-hmm. And in only one of them was one of the pictures in there. They didn't put the pictures from the book. Oh, no, of course not. In the articles. Of course so not. how am I to judge whether this is a you smart maneuver or not? You have to trust your right. trusted sources. Exactly. These are trusted sources. They won't allow me to even participate no. in the idea. Because I don't even well know. There, there are people know. that are changing their sex and they change their name. And I have no idea who they used to be. Or if we're talking yeah. about somebody who changed their sex and they're now a new sex. Or if that's the sex they are now. I don't I You can't even understand yeah. stories anymore. I was right. Yeah, I read a story a couple months ago elliot page announces he's a man well who the hell is elliot page the story is this transformation right i mean they're writing about it so obviously they find it to be interesting and it's ellen page apparently has said that they're now elliot page but there was no there's no there's no announcement that this is elliot so i remember the day i remember the day you came in and and you were like did you see this elliot page i don't even know who that's about and i said i know and you said it's ellen page and i said I still don't know who this is about. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me let me right. go to something else. Mm-hmm. Let me go to something else. 
President Joe Biden criticized the governors of Mississippi and Texas Wednesday for the lifting of the statewide mask mandates, describing it as Neanderthal thinking. I think it's a big. No, let me see. I think it's a big mistake. Now I'll take question. No, I said now I'll take question. Why do you keep turning my mic? I just want to take one question. Anyway, he says it was a big mistake. The last thing we need is Neanderthal thinking about that. And in the meantime, everything's fine. Take your mask off. Forget about it. It's critical, critical, critical. I'm quoting that they follow the science. He cares. He cares so deeply about the state of Texas and he, well, the CDC is about to come out. Now, this is big news. The CDC is about to come out and say that if you get your vaccine, they're going to make it official. You can gather in your own home. What? <gasps> yeah. Yes. Thank you. Finally, I can gather in my own home. Screw <laughs> you. Now, back to, I just wanted to, I'll take a quick. Um, let me just say this to Joe Biden. You don't care about Texas. You don't actually believe this, uh, this virus is actually deadly. <gasps> How could you possibly say that? Well, I'll tell you in a second. First, let me say the same thing about Keith Oberman. Why are we wasting vaccinations on Texas if Texas has decided to join the side of the virus? Oh, man, he's got us again. I thought in secret we were we were selling the T-shirts. I'm with the virus. Huge fan of the virus oh, here. Man, uh, that's, that's how the way we operate. Holy cow! Oh, I mean, sure, we've had a death rate that's like half of a lot of these northern blue states. But you no, know, it's a good good point. <sighs> really good point. Beto you, Beto O'Rourke said yesterday. Listen to this, where he is saying that uh, uh, that this is literally no no hyperbole. They're trying to sacrifice Texans. They literally want to sacrifice the lives of our fellow Texans. Oh, my God. Or I don't know, for, for political gain, to oh, satisfy gosh. certain powerful interests within the state. Oh and and this isn't hyperbole. No, it's not no, hyperbole. He would they never. literally are trying to sacrifice the lives of Texans for political gain. I want you to ruminate on that for just a second. I want you to ruminate on Neanderthal thinking. I want you just to feel that, embrace that for a second. And then my response in 60 seconds. All right. Let me give you, uh, let me give you our uh, sponsor. It's American Financing. Make today count. I want you to take a moment today. Pause. Whatever you're doing. Whatever you're, you're thinking about. Just stop. Take a few seconds. And decide you're going to secure your family's financial future. Last night was a really terrifying show. I mean, I had somebody who is in finance and I said to him last night, you got to watch the show because you're going to understand this more than most. And he said, no, I heard the radio show today and uh, this was yesterday. And he said, I'm too afraid to watch it. And I said, dude, you've got to watch it. And he said, no, I, I know what this could do. He said, I'm afraid to watch it. And I said, please watch it because you have to a spread the word and you have to prepare for it. Well, what can we do to prepare? What can you 
Lots of things. Lots of things. First of all, if we don't pay attention, if we don't all come to the realization of what's really going on, it's all going to happen and it's over. Now, for those who watched the special last night on Blaze TV, by the way, it's available now on demand. You can watch it, the Wednesday night special. If you did watch it, here's one of the things you can do. Please refinance right now. Get these low interest rates right now. If you watched last night's show, you now understand why I say every day, it's going to get harder and harder for you to get a loan. Please do it now. American Financing. Take your high interest credit cards and roll them, get them paid off, and have American Financing help you do it without resetting the terms of your mortgage. American Financing, 800-906-2440. Call them now, 800-906-2440 or AmericanFinancing.net. 10 seconds, station ID. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, Yep. Now 10 seconds, station ID. <laughs> Gosh. <sighs> Did you hear what Beto said yesterday? Did you hear? I mean, we're intentionally trying to kill Texans for political purposes. That's what it is. He went on to talk about the cult of death. To what do you chalk up the cruelty of the Republican posture cruelty. at this moment? This not a, hour not a leading question. Pandemic. No. You know, it. I think it appeared to many of us to be a, a cult of personality, the Republican Party in the era of Trump. And, and that probably still holds true. It's hard to escape the conclusion that it's also a, a cult of, of death. Um, it's you- a cult <laughs> of death because our governor has said you can remove your masks now. I'm dropping the mandate. If you're a business and you want to, you still wear the mask. If you're an individual, you can still wear the mask. I'm just not forcing the state to do it. You're, you're smart enough to figure this out on your own. That is a cult of death. Okay. Said Joe Biden. Now, if you really believed this, if you really believed that Texas was a very important state and we just we have to stop the spread of this virus, we've got to do it. Let me give you this story and ask you why. More than 100 illegal immigrants were released by the Border Patrol into Texas that have tested positive for the coronavirus following their arrival. Felipe Romero, a spokesperson for Brownsville, said Wednesday that 108 positives represent 6.3% of the number of total migrants who have been rapid tested at the city's main bus station, where they're being released now by Joe Biden's Border Patrol. Now, let me ask you something. A cult of death. This virus is so deadly and it could be, it was like, it's like malaria and leprosy and Ebola combined. And if it gets out, we're all going to die. And that's just Neanderthal thinking about telling people that they can, they can protect themselves and decide to wear a mask or not. Oh, by the way, 
I got a lot of infected people here, and I'm just releasing them out into the general population. Uh, which is it? Which is it? It's so deadly. We all have to do. We all have to stay in our house. It's so deadly. You can't go do anything. Well, except I'm going to release all these people that are infected into the general population. (laughs) Which is it? Which one is worshiping the idols? Which one is listening to science? See, you can't have it both ways. You can't say everybody's got to stay in their house. This mask is the most important thing ever. By the way, we're testing people and people who have it. We're just releasing into the general population. You can't have it both ways. So this is why Americans don't trust Quote, the science, now, I, uh, the scientists. Fauci came out and said, I don't think we're going to be back even. We won't be back to normal, you know, in March 2022. Fifteen days to flatten the curve. Now it will be two years, according to Fauci, before we're back to normal. And he says, even then we'll be back. No, won't be back to normal. I guarantee you that's true. Stop thinking that we're going to return to the country that we were. We're not. That's over. That is over. It is a new era in America. And the faster you get to that realization, then you can start to fight back for freedom. By the way, uh, it's mutated. Now it's mutated. And I think, uh, I don't know, I thought we had the virus under control. I thought we had the vaccines, but now it's mutating. And we're never going to be able to... What did I say in January of 2020 when we first started finding out? I said, don't fear this virus. Fear the economic impact. More people will die from the economic impact on this than they will from the actual virus. That was the first thing I said. The other is, this is going to be like the flu. It's never going to go away because it will continue to mutate. But scientists are now on that. They just realized that. Whoa, wait a minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. We are being... We are being duped by insane people. The hell is wrong with people in this country? Jeez, even the French get it. Okay, LifeLock. Identity theft uh, theft is no joke. It's not. I'd like to joke about it, but (laughs) I've had to stop. Because criminal gangs, uh, gangs have entire units now dedicated to it. Countries, Russia in particular, China, they they have entire units they have buildings dedicated to this look change your password from one two three four five six to something a little harder to guess uh well they can guess but they can also hack and they can also just get your information on the dark web if it's out on the dark web is your stuff on on the dark web most likely yes no one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but LifeLock looks everywhere. They see the things that others might miss, including you. Get the identity theft protection you need. LifeLock.com. Save 25% with promo code BACK. 1-800-LIFELOCK or LifeLock.com.
And head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is... I don't have five leprosy. No, it's Glenn. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Oh, Pat Gray is joining us. Uh, let's see. Is there anything at all, anything at all we could talk about? Uh, hey, how about Cuomo? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what, Stu? You want to talk about Cuomo? That's really? a surprise. Yeah. I'm, huh. I'm, <laughs> every so day unusual. I come in and I see something new about Cuomo and I'm like, I'm going to taunt him with it the whole day. <laughs> we might talk about Cuomo. Please let me talk about Cuomo. Oh, the big apology yesterday. That was fun. Oh, we wasn't whole, it? We did a whole show on it last so night. so sorry. Could he's we so, play? So, so, now, so yesterday, sorry. yesterday was like, bada bing. So I go to strip clubs. That's <laughs> right. what me and my dad used to do. <laughs> now, that was yesterday or the day before. Now, yesterday, this is his apology. But this is what I want you to know. And I want you to know this from me directly. Okay. I never Never. touched anyone inappropriately. Never. Never. I never touched anyone inappropriately. He just said that. He just said it. Now listen, listen, he's going to tell I never knew. Listen. At the time that I was making anyone feel uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Okay. I never knew. At the time, I was making anyone feel uncomfortable. You just said that one, too. It's weird. I certainly never, certainly. ever meant to offend anyone no, or no, hurt anyone. Oh, gosh, are you getting emotional? Or cause anyone any pain. Oh, that's really not that true. is the last thing, it's the first thing I would ever want to do. It's the first thing you want to do. It's hurt Let people. me just say this. Look, she was there. I was talking to her about uh, maybe uh, helping me on my next boobinatorial race. (laughs) 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 Boobinatorial race. (laughs) He is America's dumbest governor. I tell you what, this is all I want to say to you. I can keep you safe from the COVIDs. You know what I'm saying? Just come spend some time on my Anthony Couchy. (laughs) (laughs) hey baby i've got some uh covid safety equipment for you want to see my pp (laughs) (laughs) who knew that would offend anyone right right did he intend that to offend hey baby let's play a little nursing home huh (laughs) why don't you pull my plug <laughs> How can that possibly be offensive? I can't and cause somebody to be feel uncomfortable. I don't see Such it. Such a surprise. I don't Such see a it. Surprise. At this is embarrassing performance last night. He's faking the emotion. No, he, you can't say that. You don't know. I do know. I do know. I've watched too many freaking. He, the man is incapable of of feeling empathy for another human being. It's he's incapable of it. So uh, I mean, you know, this is what happens when you kill thousands of people. Hard to feel empathy for something like this when thousands of you sent thousands of people to their unwanted death. It's hard to feel the empathy for a bad joke. Hey, I was only trying to flatten a couple of her curbs. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm trying to do. 
You know, I like all my nursing home death numbers the same. Under the table. <laughs> What's happening under the table? That one. <laughs> my, uh, <laughs> it's it, Look, it's been really bad. But it, we went through the polls yesterday. Uh, he went from 71 to 38% in approval rating. Wow. 71 to 38%. And uh, that's over the past year. And more people want him to resign over the nursing homes than they do the sexual harassment stuff. Isn't that crazy? Which Seriously? I, I found to be yeah. encouraging, yeah, 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 actually. Yeah. I, I, That's great. Yeah, because I, I think wow. the politicians are using the harassment stuff because they can't admit they were so wrong on the COVID stuff. Right. And this is a pretty good distraction for him, actually. Yeah. And, and look... I, you know he's definitely acted like a creep to a bunch of women. I don't think there's I don't think there's all that much doubt hey, about that. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, I'm sorry, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> but it is a it's a it's an amazing uh, thing. I was going back and looking at his um his remember the poster he was selling the poster he the was the one selling? where he was driving in his Camaro or something. Uh, yeah, or is it a Firebird? Firebird. <laughs> He's got the just, mountain, right? Oh, my gosh. And I'm yeah. looking at this thing, and I was like, yeah, I wonder if you could still buy it. Sadly, <clears throat> no longer available for sale. It's a broken oh, link now. Darn, which, oh, darn. no. Uh, considering if somebody the has it, please send it to mercuryone.org. <laughs> if anyone has Dr. Oh, that, Seuss uh, books and you want to make a donation, it'll be tax deductible. Send the Dr. Seuss books to Mercury One. We tried to go out and buy them, and now they're just crazy expensive. Uh, but we are already. This is what we're, oh, they're over a thousand dollars a piece now. Oh my gosh! Yeah, thousand dollars a really? piece now. Wow! The, the, just the six that were wow. banned, right? You're going to get a bunch of hop on pops that. Uh, yeah. That, hey, <laughs> now we're talking. Huh? Hey, you over there? What did you hop on pops? Ah. <laughs> that is Andrew Cuomo's favorite Dr. Seuss book. He's 63. She's 25. He wants hop to on hop on pop. pop. Yeah, there you go. Keep hopping up and down. Hop, 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 hop. And to say he never touched anybody inappropriately, when you have, when you just meet a 22-year-old or 23, how old, however old that girl was with the backless dress, right. and he's got his hand on the lower part of her back, mm-hmm. and it's backless, mm-hmm. and, and to say that's not inappropriate? Okay, so wait on. a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. And he also, and uh, everybody saw minute. that. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. Um, it, culture has changed on that. When you would put your arm around people for your taking pictures, I used to actually put my hands on people. Now they're floating mysteriously and uh-huh. weirdly behind someone. That is true. Yeah. But was it a picture opportunity? I don't think when so. He, I don't think so. He just met her. He had just, and she said almost immediately he had... The listen, hand on the small of her back. Listen, if she has the small of her back and your hand kind of slips down under her dress, yeah. under her panties, to and her just kind of squeezes a little bit, uh-huh. that happens. <laughs> that Especially happens. when you're taking a photo with somebody. Right. right. You're that taking a photo. You <laughs> right. can't. I'm thinking right. about. You can't control they're that. Saying, they're saying to me, smile. <laughs> and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not even paying attention to what my hand is doing in her under her <laughs> underpants. You know what I'm saying? Everybody can relate. Bada bing. <laughs> and we should point out, too. He walked up to this woman. This one woman was 33, I believe. So, like, ancient in Cuomo years. <laughs> and, uh, like dog years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and walked up to her and put his hand on her bare back. And she physically removed yeah, with her hand. his hand. Yeah. So she p- pulled him away. 
Wow. Seconds after that is when he ha- the picture that has been out there where he has his hands on her face. So she removed, and, that's, and that, that is, is talking like, that's down to somebody. Yeah. You put your hands on people's faces like that. Who do you do that to? You do that to children. To a kid, maybe. Yeah. Someone, maybe I mean, and yeah. Joe Biden moment. does it to kids and then he pulls them in closely. Uh, I mean, you only do that mm. when you're talking down to somebody or somebody. It's a very intimate moment right. with you right. and, you know, your spouse or your, somebody, you know, very well, very well. Right. And not very someone well. who's just the first contact you've ever made with the person physically removed your hand. No, that's I mean, that's, that's a thing. Of like, right. That's a yeah. what's he doing? He's just now he's like, is he talking down to her? What did he say to her? When, and he asked her if he could kiss her. That's what he asked, said. Oh, my gosh. And he that's said, that, did you not get the I just removed your hand? Yeah. From my ass? Did bad. you not get that one? That's bad. I mean, that's really again. Bad. Is that it is, is it a criminal action? Probably no. not. Is it a, the type of thing? Now, this was not at a work event. This particular one was at a social event. But is oh, it the, the power type, dynamic? Yeah, right. The power dynamic. She was twenty. It's, she was twenty five. He was six hundred and seventy <laughs> years old, and and also he was the governor of the state, yeah. and most likely a monster. Yeah. <laughs> now, and this one, you have to understand yeah. these. The age separation was only three decades here, um, so that was not. It's not. I mean, look, it was yeah. only thirty. They have years. a 30 lot years. in yeah, Not thirty. They like have the a one. lot in common. They both wear shoes. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. They, now, they, they both have skin. They have skin. They now, could, they have so much to I talk say, about. The shoes thing. Pants. <laughs> right. Do you wear pants or no pants? On the uh-huh. shoes I mean, thing, though, that uh-huh. she does not wear Dr. Scholl's. Uh, <laughs> so there, is some, there are some differences. Uh, I was talking to Dr. Fa- so- Dr. Scholl's. <laughs> Dr. Scholl's. That's uh, his uh, epidemiologist yeah. he's been trusting is Dr. Scholl's this whole time. I, look, I, it, it's, I do think a lot of this is an excuse for his other borderline possible criminal actions he's taken you know when you go through a year and praise andrew cuomo for his handling and then you realize how bad let's not talk about probes or handling okay i'm a little sensitive right now when you do that you can't just reverse it right because then you're admitting you were incompetent during the entire covid thing yep when you when you were praising him for being wonderful and now you realize he was terrible you can't turn that around so easily so i think they're utilizing these scandals to uh show they have a way to turn this thing around oh now we we think he should be out of there I honestly, I think for the people of New York, the best thing that can happen is him leaving any way possible. I'm a huge skeptic that something that positive for America can occur. Uh, I don't think he survives this. You know, between the two of them. No, no, wait. Slade is so. coming to his defense. Slade is. Yes. Slade, Slade is saying okay. that, yes, several accusations on sexual harassment, but it's time to demand due process. Yeah, it wasn't time with Kavanaugh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't. Never time. Wasn't time and it then. won't be time next time no, if it's it a won't. conservative. No, 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 no. And it won't be time even for Andrew Cuomo. He will not give due process to the next Republican right. that goes through this. Though I do say I will agree and be consistent, and I think we all will, that that he does deserve yes. due process for yeah. this. However, he's had due process for the nursing home thing. We've gone yeah, through yes. that. He it's was negligent. Yeah. I mean, negligent. you could really charge negligent? Him with negligent homicide on this. Yeah, negligent homicide. You really yes. could. Not just negligence. Right. Negligent homicide. Yes. He knew what he was doing. He knew what he was it's doing. It's hard to imagine. It really is hard for, for me to physically imagine a person going through the scenario and saying, okay, wait, you want to do what now? You want to take the people who have COVID 19 mm-hmm. and you want to put mm-hmm. them in the same rooms with the most vulnerable people. Yeah. Now, only five governors did this. 
Cuomo added on to this and did a situation where he couldn't, he made it illegal to test them. So it's like, let's just say you knew you were going to take a COVID-19 positive patient into your nursing home. You might at least put them in like the back room. I don't know, away from the other patients Separate and hope, them. right? Yeah, they, he yeah. wouldn't even allow the testing to occur to know if they were positive or not. Right. It's not like Joe Biden who knows these people have COVID, and uh, because they're illegals, he's just going to release them into the general <laughs> population of Texas. Right. 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 It's not uh-huh. that. No. No. He, no. He wouldn't allow the second test to be done. Right. Yeah. And then there's the situation where his excuse for this is, well, we thought hospitals were going to be overwhelmed and the cdc did a terrible job with our hospital estimates early on that's why i was shoving him in ovens look (laughs) look the cages were overwhelmed i had to do something with them hey get into this oven but a, a brooklyn nursing home in particular went to cuomo in the middle of this and said hey I know you're saying we need to bring these COVID positive patients back into our freaking nursing home, but I happen to notice this giant ship that Donald Trump pulled in because you said that you needed yeah, it so right. bad. It holds That's thousands right. of thousands, people. and it's entirely empty. Can we take those people and put them on there? Right. Can we do that? No. Why would we, we put them in the Javits that? Center? No. Well, it was empty. It was no. at that? his disposal. And what Cuomo said and was, do it. No. no, suck it, no. Yeah. I mean, hey, <laughs> watch your language. Ah. <laughs> All right, let me give you one more story uh, on Governor Cuomo. Uh, now, this is an opportunity for you to find out how politically incorrect you really are. I want no one on this program to say anything about this story. This is a joke. If you find this funny, you'll have to ask yourself why. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Chicago Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot. Is that the whole thing? No, because I was laughing. Has sympathized with the women who accused New York Governor Andrew Cuomo of inappropriate sexual behavior because she said she herself has been a victim of workplace (laughs) sexual harassment. You have to ask yourself why. Right. Why? If, you if you're laughing, funny, if you're why? laughing, you you're bad, sick. Why? You're a bad, yeah. bad person. <laughs> Thank you, Pat, for uh, stopping by today. Uh, let me uh, let me just tell you about uh, our sponsor. It's Patriot Mobile. What are your core beliefs? What are the things? I mean, it's safe to assume if you're listening to me, you're either working for George Soros uh, or you share a few of the core beliefs that I have. You probably think that those core beliefs are on nearly constant attack now. We on the same page? If we are, let me recommend that you take some time and check out Patriot Mobile. Here's the deal. Not only does Patriot Mobile offer the same service as all of the major cell phone carriers and better customer service, in my opinion, but they also are way cheaper and their core values line up with yours and mine, which means that while big companies like Verizon are donating part of your bill to things like Planned Parenthood, Patriot Mobile is donating to conservative causes. The choice is clear. You've got to move to a new carrier, please. Premier activation this month. They'll set the phone up for you. you get a special gift with the offer. You can keep your number. You can keep your cell phone or get new ones. It doesn't matter. Same service, lower price, and the values you believe in. It's patriotmobile.com slash back. That's patriotmobile.com slash back or call 972-PATRIOT. This is the Glenn Beck Program.
This is the Glenn Beck program. Uh, last uh, last Friday, we had the nominations of the first ever Hippo Awards. Uh, where do we even begin awarding uh, the most hypocritical politician during COVID? Um, we tweeted out at uh, hashtag Hippo Awards for the best pampered politician, best leadership, lip service, best convenient timing, best pandemic logic, best best path to reelection. Best feigned outrage over violence, best idiotic conspiracy theory. All of those will be awarded, and the votes are coming in now. You can um, you can uh, go to uh, Twitter, my Twitter feed. I'll relaunch uh, them, and you can vote in each of those categories. Hashtag Hippo, H-Y-P-P-O, awards. Uh, and uh, that'll be on the Friday exclusive tomorrow at 5 p.m. I do feel like the Academy uh, overlooked Andrew Cuomo and only gave him a couple of nominations. He should have been yeah, in every he did category. Have a, he did have a couple of nominations. He may get a special achievement award. Yeah, he uh, deserves it. Yeah, he, I he mean, deserves he, it. He might. He might. The Hippo Awards. Uh, go to Twitter. Uh, find uh, my tweets on the Hippo Awards and vote in your favorite uh, for each category. And we'll award those tomorrow, 5 p.m. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Well, between the news, appointment TV, endless scrolling on our phones, we're looking at our screens, unfortunately, more than ever. But how do you rest your eyes without feeling totally unplugged? Well, put on a pair of Raycon wireless earbuds and listen to something great. Whether you're listening to your favorite podcast, an audiobook, or working out to a pumped-up playlist, Raycons are built to perform anywhere, anytime, with water and sweat-resistant construction and seamless Bluetooth pairing. There are no dangling wires or white stems that are poking out of your ears. They're really comfortable, come in a variety of colors for maximum style and six hours of playtime, so you can unplug for a good long while. Best part? Raycon wireless earbuds start at half the price of premium audio brands like Apple. So you can pick up a pair and a spare. Right now, get 15% off Raycons at buyraycon.com slash Beck. That's buy, B-U-Y, raycon.com slash Beck. 15% off Raycon wireless earbuds, buyraycon.com slash Beck. This is the Glenn Beck Program. It's me, Andrew Cuomo, and I was very excited when they asked me to talk about Hustler Turf. And I'm like, I get it. I read Hustler on my turf. <laughs> no, and it's... then they told me it was something about a lawnmower, and I wasn't interested. <laughs> Hustler Turf. Hustler Turf is a zero-turn lawnmower. Uh, it, oh. it can make it can make a 180 faster than andrew cuomo really faster than <laughs> the press not possible. yeah i know it's not and, possible and uh it's a great lawnmower that if you are spending time mowing your lawns on saturday you really need to test drive a hustler turf find a dealer near you and ab compare go to home depot and ride all those mowers whatever then find a dealership at hustler turf and see the difference they are remarkably different hustlerturf.com hustlerturf.com
Stu. Do you remember in the good old days when we were all for the Patriot Act? And, and then we were like, wait a minute, wait a minute. This might be used for really bad things. You know, the FISA courts. And we're like, oh, that was a mistake. And when we were saying, no, this is a really bad thing, people were like, no, it's just never going to be used that way. Hmm. It'll never be used that And then when we said, hey, uh, you might want to slow down on this domestic terror thing because the domestic terrorists, they're actually calling workplace violence. And all you have to do is assign that to some group you politically don't like, and then you'll be able to round them up. Remember that? Mm -hmm. That's crazy. That's not going to happen. Well, let me give you another crazy idea that's definitely not going to happen. Yesterday, Microsoft and some of their big friends uh, in uh, big tech have decided that they just want to know the source of every digital document, photo, video. They want a way to trace it to keep you safe. Mm. Nothing bad's gonna happen, damn. We talked to the guy who exposed this, a friend of the program, in 60 seconds. Back program. All right, let me talk about something happy. Your dog. I mean, as long as I could take my dog to the gulag and they feed him and they give him rough greens because he probably wouldn't like the prison food. Uh, but you sprinkle rough greens on prison food and I think the dog would eat it. Um, in fact, sprinkle it on mine because I'd probably eat it too. Uh, but uh, your dog is... Your best friend, there's nothing like when your dog comes and stands next to you and just kind of rubs up against you or, you know, puts his head in your lap. I love that. Well, Uno is uh, is an amazing dog and uh, is a working dog. So he works for the family. What was it yesterday or the day before? He was out in the backyard and he was being chased by my kids have two dogs next door and they're young. They're puppies. And they're, you know, they're grown up, but they're what, a year old and they were running like crazy and he was running with them. He's now eight German shepherds at about 10, their hips start to go. He's, he was running with the puppies and he did it for like an hour. This wouldn't have happened a year ago before we started rough greens, get a free bag of rough greens now for your dog just to try it out because maybe they don't like it. But the guy who started Rough Greens said, you know, not all dogs eat it. It's not fair for people to, you know, buy a bag and have to pay the whatever uh, to get a bag uh, and then try it and they don't like it. So he's going to send it to you for free. All you have to do is pay for shipping. By the way, by the way, they're now bags for big dogs like mine and then bags for little dogs like yours. They don't have to know. You know, that your dog is a little dog and you buy the big dog bag because it would work out to your advantage. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you come to me. Hey, this package just fell off the back of the truck. It's roughgreens.com slash Beck. Do it now. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. Or you can call them at 833-GLEN-33. 833-GLEN-33. Roughgreens.com slash Beck.
Alam Bakari is the senior tech correspondent at Breitbart News and is an amazing uh, voice on tech and the warnings on tech. Uh, I, I really honestly thank God that uh, Alam Bakari is is alive and reporting because too many people are closing their eyes to the things that be, big tech are doing. Um, Alam, welcome to the program. I, uh, I got an email this morning at three o'clock from somebody who's senior in one of the companies that your article mentions. And the, the subject line was something like, if Hitler had this technology, dot, dot, dot. Uh, and then I open it up. I see your article, and he said, "If this is happening, there is no place to hide." He's in one of these companies. He knows about this. Tell the American people what Microsoft did yesterday. Hi, Glenn. Thanks for having me on. Uh, this is a really frightening story. Uh, so Microsoft has teamed up with uh, Adobe which is another you know, big software company, uh, and Intel, which manufactures the majority of central processing units uh, worldwide, to create something called the, content, uh, the, the Coalition for Content Provenance and Authenticity. Mm. And this is a coalition that they form with media companies. The goal of this coalition is to establish a point of origin for every type of digital content uh, that appears online. So if you take a photo, they want to know exactly who's taken that photo, who's edited that photo, and have all that information available once it hits the Internet. And the goal, they say, is to be able to establish the authenticity of information, to establish right. that it's not a deep fake or misinformation. But this is like an incredibly if, – if, think of how this technology can be misused, identifying absolutely everyone, absolutely uh, every point of origin. Adobe said in the uh, predecessor organization to this uh, that, you know, there's going to be opt-in technology. But we don't know how long it's going to be for one. Microsoft would even answer if it's going to be opt-in or not. So let me just let me just go through this because it's going to be painted as a really good thing. But let me see first if I understand it. Microsoft has Word, Paint, Notebook, Edge, the Office Suite. So if you create a, a document or a, a dot, uh, .jpg, Microsoft uh, is involved and they will be able to say, let's say I, I send a Word document out and a bunch of people work on that Word doc and then I take it and I release it online. Everyone who touched that Word document will be identified? If this technology is enabled, yes. And the crucial question that Microsoft isn't answering, and I reached out to them before the article about this, is can you switch that off? Adobe, at least uh, when they were working on, on a similar thing uh, before this coalition was created, said, yes, you can turn it off. Yes, this will be opt-in and opt-out. Uh, obviously, it doesn't erase all concerns, but uh, the, at a bare minimum, you have to be able to say you can switch this technology off. Microsoft hasn't answered my question about that. Okay, so then you have Adobe. That's Photoshop, Illustrator, Acrobat, Premiere Pro. Uh, they are the leader in photos, videos, and also documents. And then there's TruePic, a company that has developed technology to track the uh, uh, provenance of photos from the very moment they are captured on a smartphone. So if I take a picture, it will not only tell which camera and who that owns, who owns that, but it will also embed the exact location, correct? 
Uh, that's exactly right. And Adobe admitted that in, uh, in one of their press releases. They said, you'll be able to see who took a photo, where, when, and with which device. So it gives you all the information if you turn this on. Okay, so they're saying they're doing this because we have to have trusted sources. So exactly. let's, go, let's first look at the good side of this. Let's say everybody lives in this you know, utopia where there are no bad people doing anything nefarious. Why would this be good? So in the way they're selling this to the public, yeah. uh, you know, they're working with media companies, well, mainstream media companies, uh, like the BBC and the Canadian CBC, they're saying, well, you know, we've got a world where there are deep fakes, where you can't distinguish between authentic information and non-authentic information. And, you know, there was that clip of, uh, you know, the Tom Cruise deep fake that yeah. went viral last week. People can see this happening. Uh, so they're saying, well, if we can establish the origin of all information, we can see what's fake and what isn't, what's coming from so-called trusted sources and what isn't. And that would be great if we re- if we actually trusted anyone to determine what a trusted source is. Correct. And a lot of these organizations, these tech companies over the past four years, you know this, Glenn, they've been labeling uh, you know anything they dislike as misinformation, anything they Correct. dislike as conspiracy theories, as, as non-authentic, as untrustworthy. So now tell me what it means today. If this was imposed and we're looking for trusted sources, tell me what it would mean today to companies like Breitbart or The Blaze, uh, you know, my show, your stories. What would this mean? Well, here's the issue. If their whole purpose is to, is to sort uh, misinformation and disinformation, trusted from non-trusted, and everything that's created on a computer has these signals, these point of origin signals attached to it, then that will allow social media companies like Facebook and Google to very easily write uh, algorithms to say, well, if, if, it's, if it has this signal attached to it saying it comes from an untrustworthy source, uh, comes from a source known for so-called disinformation, we're going to suppress it. It's going to make censorship happen from the moment content appears online, essentially. That's, that's and so it's kind, of, it, it's kind of the opposite where, you know, you had the Pentagon Papers taken out and then photocopied and then released. It would be kind of the opposite uh, because if you released it now on your servers, like Drudge did uh, with Monica Lewinsky, it would be banned through these these algorithms. So you would have to do the opposite. You'd actually have to get the information and then upload it on a, a trusted source computer so it would beat the algorithm. But even then, if it came from you, it would have your marking on the thumb drive, right? Yep. And that's just one of the ways in which it could be misused. I mean, think of how authoritarian regimes would love to get their hands on this kind of technology to identify exactly where everything came from. Uh, now, you know, credit to Adobe, they did actually uh, uh, note this as a concern, but, uh, but Microsoft hasn't. Um, so there are many, many ways in which this technology can be misused. They're selling this as this great necessary thing, but uh, you and I can see where, where this, this sort of thing can easily go. So we have now in some places in the world, uh, let's use a historic um, uh, example, uh, over, I think, in the Czech Republic, no, it was Poland, uh, you had people that set up these, um, you know, uh, freedom radio stations, and they had about 10 minutes of broadcast, and then they had to break it down and move on. This, y- y- you you couldn't 
move on you in no matter where you're broadcasting from uh to get the truth out about something it, they would find you immediately and it would it would also block anything right so you'd never uh, get that, up that, that's what this technology has the potential to do the scariest point uh point of this whole story and i think uh, your source one of these tech companies it's fascinating that he works for one of these companies you know got exactly right nowhere to hide the fact that Intel is involved with, with this is the scariest thing because Intel creates central processing units. Those are the, the, the microchips on your computer that see everything that's going on inside your computer. Literally everything you do on a computer, on a laptop is processed by the CPU and Intel is the market leader in CPUs. Why are they even part of this coalition if not to, uh, to track people? Can it work reverse? Can you if can these companies place things onto your computers, place things or 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 have identification of of your computer DNA on things that you didn't ever touch? Uh, that's, a, that's a great question. I hadn't even considered that. But uh, theoretically, I don't see why they couldn't do that. You know, imagine if any of these companies decided they're going to start putting out disinformation uh, of their own to you know, discredit certain people. I mean, is there any regulation preventing them from doing that, from misusing their power in that way, from retroactively changing information? Uh, and, you know, how, what controls they have inside the companies to prevent rogue employees from doing that? Uh, that that's certainly a concern I hadn't thought of it uh, until you brought it up. But uh, that, that's, uh, that's definitely something to consider. So could you go over, because we talked about it on TV, I'm going to take a break and then um, Alam, I'd like you to, I'd like you to talk about the algorithm that Google is working on or may have already launched now on critical race theory, Um, because this, these things are things that people need to know about um, and they'll all come with happy faces, but uh, you know, it, 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 you, you, people go bad people go bad uh and that's what you have to worry about uh we'll uh talk talk about that coming up in just a second give me uh one minute to tell you about uh let's see uh is it uh is it hustler turf yeah it's hustler turf hustler turf remember when lawnmowers sucked i remember my grandfather had one of those push mowers that you know just had the circular blades that oh yeah you remember that like the, the you're actually using your own power to make it like a hundred percent your own power and no it like didn't have a gas you yeah. know the blade was it was you pushing <laughs> the blade it was like shaving your lawn <laughs> holy cow uh we have progressed now about i don't know 40 50 years ago uh there was um, a real innovation on zero point or zero uh, uh yes no, what is zero it? turn, zero radius, turn right? lawnmowers yeah Zero turn lawnmowers cut the cutting time in probably by half. If you are cutting a lawn, you don't have to go cut it and then turn and then turn again. It just pivots 180 degrees and you start going the other way. They are great. Now, they were used and invented by Hustler back in the day. They have done them for, you know, stadiums and ballparks and medians. Now you can get it. So if you're looking for a lawnmower this spring, you go to Home Depot, you go wherever you buy your lawnmower and you drive the best of the best. Then you find a Hustler Turf dealer. There is no comparison. You can buy some other mower, but do me a favor before you do it. 
find a hustler dealer just go test drive one hustlerturf.com that's hustlerturf.com 10 seconds station id Alan Bakari is with us, the author of Hashtag Deleted and the senior tech correspondent for Breitbart News. What do we know about the Google algorithm and as it relates to critical race theory? We see all these, you know, obviously all the cancellations are going on all the time. But if this becomes sort of a technological norm where we can't even have the conversations about it, it's happening all behind the scenes. How much of a risk is that? Uh, I think that's a massive risk, and Google is very, it kind of shows you the mentality of Silicon Valley that Google is very open about what it's doing. They have a whole public page explaining what they're doing. They call it uh, machine learning mm. fairness. And uh, this is actually a, a burgeoning field in the tech industry and in, uh, universities as well. The goal is to merge machine learning, which is you know how you train artificial intelligence, how you train algorithms, uh, and critical race theory and the assumptions of that field. And obviously, we know what uh, Silicon Valley means by fairness is very different to what ordinary people see as fairness. They see it as, you know, kind of correcting, you know, historical injustices of the past from, you know, 100, 200 years ago. And imagine what that means when you're changing search results. You're probably, you know, erasing historical records. You're, uh, you know, changing the... uh, the, uh, the, the search results based on race quotas, you know, especially when it comes to images. You know, there was a huge controversy a while back over pictures of scientists and there being too many white scientists. Or, uh, you know, the, 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 when you search for scientists on Google, you know, what's, what's the skin color of the first image that shows up? Those are the kinds of uh, debates they're having over in, uh, over in Silicon Valley. Of course, you know, it, it's horrifying to most people. They, they, most people don't want to consider people's skin color at all in anything. But, but the, uh, Silicon but, Valley is obsessed with this idea and in implementing it and putting it into their algorithms. All right. So, but Alam, this is different. The critical race theory uh, program that they're working on now actually, as you explained it to me, goes out and looks for, you know, web posts, uh, websites, people that are disagreeing with critical race theory in some way or another. And then marks them and then starts to go through all the people that follow them as infected. Is that do I have that right? That's probably I wouldn't say it's part of the machine learning fairness, although it could easily it easily could be. That's more of their general uh, their, their general campaign against so-called, you know, hateful hate, hate, so-called hate speech, so-called disinformation and uh it's tied to the field. That's tied to the field, a different field called network analysis, which analyzes who's following who, who's sharing what uh, types of links from uh, from whom. And it's, it's, it's their method for censoring not just one person at a time, but entire networks at a time. So say they... Uh, Say they ban a big uh, a big conservative blogger with a million a million followers on Twitter. That's not the end of the story. It's not just one person banned. It's also the algorithm's also going to look at uh, all the people who shared links from that website, and it's going to down downgrade their uh, their score to make sure they they appear lower, slightly lower in search results, slightly lower in things like trending topics and things like that. And every single tech company, not just Google, has some version of this system, this network analysis system. 
I'm doing a podcast um, today on this. Uh, it'll come out tonight on The Blaze. I'm, I'm doing a podcast on, on the silencing of voices. Um, and it, it really revolves around the networks. They are doing everything they can to destroy the networks that we all created with each other, with Facebook and, and everything else. They can't allow those who disagree to actually be able to organize anything. And you see this now online, and I don't think people really understand it. And then you see it with CPAC in real life. That's what this is all about, making sure people can't gather large crowds, uh, either virtual crowds or, or physical crowds. Um, Alam Bakari, thank you so much. Appreciate it, all of your work. Um, his book is hashtag deleted, a must read. Uh, he is with Breitbart News, the senior tech correspondent. Again, his name is Alam Bukhari. You can follow him on Twitter, Libertarian Blue. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So you know what happens to a car once the warranty is out and one of those little computer chips all of a sudden stops working? Yeah, yeah. I want you to imagine a smashed little cube of metal. Because that's pretty much it. Your car becomes a cube because of that little piece of silicon that that computer chip probably costs more than the car was worth. And after it goes to that big car manufacturing plant in the sky, that's the wrong time to try to take care of it. That's why there's car shield. That's why car shield cars go further because you can keep your car because they will cover those major expenses. They provide roadside assistance, a rental car during the time that your car is being fixed, the works. They even deal directly with the mechanic of your choosing, which means they're doing the majority of the heavy lifting on this. You don't have to write anybody a check and then wait for them to reimburse. My car doesn't care about my savings account. My car my car doesn't care about car shield. But my savings account and my wallet really cares about CarShield because they have me covered. Get covered today. CarShield.com. CarShield.com. Use the promo code BECK and save 10%. CarShield.com. And head over to BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. You save 10% off your subscription to Blaze TV. You want some common sense? Here it is. And I want to quote directly from a transcript. You'll understand why I'm saying that in a second. Quote, the thing I want to talk about that's happened recently, and I never from my years of teaching and administration, I do not get into religion. I do not get into politics with my students. It's not that I don't or I'm not involved in them. I'm deeply involved in them. But that is my belief. My belief is that those things should reflect your values and your values you should get from your parents. So I always want to have the students go to their parents when they have a question about their values and how that value should be reflected in their faith or in their politics. And you want to align those decisions about religion and politics with those values and with truth. I'm also not a conspiracy theorist. I have no belief in some great overarching Illuminati group that's taking over anything. But some stuff has happened last weekend. Now, this was in January 11th that I have some problems with that I think affect you. And I want you to help. I want to help you think about them. I'm not going to tell you what to think. I just want to help you think. And no, it's not about the Capitol riots. 
That was ignorance at the highest levels. I don't know too many people who are going to be okay with what happened. I don't care whose side you agree with. We do not practice sedition. We do not attack our legislature. But no, what's going on with Twitter and Facebook and Google and Apple, their decision as private companies to filter and to decide what you can hear and know about. And this is not about Trump. I'm not getting into that. This is about speech. Because there have been times in American history where a small group of people decided what you can and cannot hear. Think about McCarthyism. If you don't know about that, Google it or talk to your social studies teacher. But think about totalitarian governments. Think of North Korea. Think of China. What makes those types of systems possible is the restriction and the elimination of the free exchange of ideas. And America in democracies, we talk about the marketplace of ideas. Well, what happens when the marketplace of ideas becomes a forced monopoly? What happens when you don't have a dissenting opinions, when you don't have an exchange on competing ideas? How do you know if your idea can stand on their own if there is no marketplace of competing ideas? And I'm not saying that because I'm in favor of Parler, if I'm in favor of Donald Trump or in favor of anyone else who's being banned or their app is being told you can't be in the marketplace of ideas because you don't follow our prescribed values or ideas. I have a huge issue with that. And to me, this became a problem back in the 1990s, the early 90s, and that event in history known as Waco. And I know most of you weren't even alive, but your teachers and your parents know about this. I was not a part of the Branch Davidians. I don't have anything for or against Branch Davidians or David Koresh. But what happened, but because of what happened there, it was a religious group in Waco, Texas, that some, some folks thought was a little odd. And the, the government decided that they needed to go in and check them out. And, of course, they were doing some things that most people would have thought a little outside the norm or maybe way outside the norm. But that's not the point. The point was that a group of people decided that somebody who disagreed, who thought differently or looked differently from them, needed to be filtered, needed to be reined in, needed to be controlled by someone else. Well, that was a religious group. And I belong to a religious group. What happens if one day a different group of people thinks that my religion is different or funny or should be brought under under control or should be filtered? Take that into speech. Maybe right now I'm in the norm. Maybe right now my speech is not too outlandish or too crazy. You might disagree, but I'm not espousing violence, racism, sexism, or anything else that as a culture we deem inappropriate. But what if a different group comes into power that no longer likes what I have to say or how I think, or if they begin to think that I'm extreme? At some point, any time we allow any group of people to tell another group of people, you can't think this, you can't say this, you can't write this, and you can't go to places where it's talked about, that is one step away from now what is happening to you. Because right now, it may be the ideas that you value are shared by people who are in power and filtering those people who are not in power. But just in one election, one moment away, and it can be flipped. I'm only getting into this because you as a young person, this is your future. You have a future ahead of you, and you will be developing your own ideas and your own values the way that you want to express yourself. I'm not on Twitter. I'm not on Facebook. I'm not on any social media. My children are not on any social media. 
I'm 100% against Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, not only because in and of themselves are bad, bad platforms, but what is happening on them. I'm not in favor of that. Okay, this goes on, but it's the same tone the whole time. This principle is a principle that, uh, man, I would love to uh, support the school that he is the principal of, or she. It actually turns out to be a he. It's Dan, uh, it is, um, uh, do I even have the name of the, no, no, no. Uh, it's Barton Thorne. He was the principal of Cordova High School, and he's being represented by Daniel Sir. He is the senior attorney, the Liberty Justice Center, because, uh, this principle was uh, was suspended for that speech. He's now suing. Welcome to the program, Daniel Sir. Good morning, Glenn. Great to be with you. Great to great to have you. Tell me what happened in this in this school in Tennessee. Yeah, Glenn. This is one of the most blatant examples of cancel culture we have seen in our country to date. And, you know, you just read the transcript of, of what Principal Thorne said. The irony here is that he was warning his students about the dangers of cancel culture and the importance of free speech. And he's the one who ends up getting canceled as his school administrators react to that speech by putting him on leave, suspending him from his job, kicking him out of his school building for seven weeks. And he doesn't actually get back to doing the job he loves with students until he has to sue them. And that's just, this is wrong. Okay, so what did they, why did they kick him out? So the school district kicked him out for, for talking about basic civics, right? The, the administrators at the district heard that, that, message that you just read and they called it unfortunate they said it didn't represent the values of their public school system, what and they kicked him out of the school building what does it listen to the rest of this mccarthyism and all uh, and all what happened how many people lost their jobs their lives even because of association or because of thoughts that they may have had or just wonderings can we not wonder anymore about things? I want you to think about it and talk to your parents about it. If you trust your teacher, talk to your teacher about it. Be aware, be in the loop as far as what's going on and not whether or not you agree or disagree with the people being filtered, but this can happen to you one day, can it? And think about it and just remember, the power is in our choices. We choose our actions, but not our consequences. Make wise choices and have a great week. What part of the principles uh, do they not agree with? It's, it's crazy, Glenn, right? This is what public education has come to, where if you talk about liberal orthodoxy in your classroom, if you champion the Black Lives Matter or other parts of the liberal agenda, you're, you're just fine. But if you say something as non-controversial as free speech is important, think for yourselves, have respectful conversations with people you disagree with, watch out because they're coming for your job. Like that's what happened here. Daniel, how confident are you that this case can be won and a profound message can be sent? 
So this is about the Constitution, Glenn, right? This is a fight fundamentally for free speech in a free society. And I feel great when I got the Constitution on my side as a lawyer. And I feel great when I've got a client like Barton Thorne, who is a great principal, who is a good man, who's the kind of person every parent wants teaching their students these important life lessons. So I feel great about our case. And I hope the school district does the right thing here, which is not just giving Barton his job back, but acknowledging that what he said was right. This is a teachable moment. The school district needs to tell its students that if they talk about free speech in a paper, they're not going to get an F. Needs to tell the other teachers in this district and across the country, it's okay to talk about the Constitution, to teach basic civics, and not have to watch your back that the speech police are coming for you. So hopefully the district does the right thing here and, and acknowledges what it did was wrong and illegal. We're talking to Daniel, sir, the senior attorney at the Liberty Justice Center. Um, Daniel, I, I think it is it is important, um, really important, not only that he's reinstated, but I agree with you that they admit that they were wrong and that this uh, what he said was right. Not just that they were wrong. What he said was right. You should be able to think for yourselves and discuss these things in a reasonable manner. But I, uh, I would like to see, <laughs> is there any way to see something more uh, than this? Is there anything that can be done that sends a message? Because this is happening everywhere, and it's why people are not standing up. And that's honestly, Glenn, why programs like yours are so important. We have to shine a light on this. The only way we will fight back and win on cancel culture is if people have courage, if they have the courage of their convictions, if they stand up, and if others stand with them. And if we shine a light on these outrageous examples, like what's happening to Principal Thorne, and the message gets out, uh, thanks to platforms like the one you have, that this is not acceptable in America, we still believe in free speech in America, And cancel culture isn't going to win because at the end of the day, the First Amendment, the U.S. Constitution, that's what we as Americans value. That's what we treasure. And that's what we're going to stand for. So, Stu, where was that story that came about the teachers being taught that children, babies are racist? Arizona. In Arizona. Arizona. Yeah. And we were having a conversation about this, I think, maybe off the air this morning. And I said... I, I honestly, I, I am beginning to blame the teachers that are going through that and not saying anything, because if teachers don't stand up, if teachers would stand up and there's out of 100, there's 20 of them, that would make a difference. But they're afraid that they won't get a job or anything else. But that's what you're for, right? That's what Liberty that's Justice Center does. Liberty Justice. Absolutely. We're here to fight for people and defend free speech. And thankfully, you know, Principal Thorne, like, he, he is a good man, and he is a great principal, and he has, you know, courage to, to push back on that. And, and we need more people to show more courage to win this fight with cancel culture, because Arizona is another example. Like, the liberal orthodoxy 
that they are teaching our kids. It is pervasive. It is everywhere. We have a responsibility as parents to teach our kids the things that are right. But we also as citizens want to encourage good teachers like yeah, Principal Thorne exactly right. to do the right thing and talk about the Constitution with our kids. We should celebrate that as a society. Uh, Daniel, I'd like Not one of my producers it. to set up a private call with you uh, sometime after the show. Uh, I want to talk to you more about this. Uh, but anything, anything that you guys need, anything that uh, this principal needs, uh, you can count on me. Um, I, well, I thanks want for you, standing with us. You thanks bet. for standing for the First Amendment. I want you to donate now to libertyjusticecenter.org. We have got, the people who are brave enough to stand up have got to have the best defense. And that takes money and a lot of attorneys. So please donate now to libertyjusticecenter.org. Libertyjusticecenter.org. Stop it before you're the one that needs the attorney. I want to talk to you a little bit about uh, Built Bar. Day 63 of my weight loss regime. Dear Diary, spent most of the day in my gallery just painting up a storm. My brush was a blur of movement. Canvas after canvas passed before my eyes. I, I furiously pulled art from their lifeless and cold landscapes of infinite white. The sweat trickled down my brow and the world around me dimmed and threatened to wink out entirely, leaving nothing but me and my creation. When I looked at my paintings later, I realized they were all of pizza. Perhaps it was time I had a Built Bar, Love Glenn. If you haven't tried a Built Bar yet, you are missing out. Built Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber. They're great. They actually taste like a candy bar. They're made with real chocolate. I don't know how they do it. I think it's witchcraft. I don't care. They are better for you than most uh, protein bars. Uh, they're really healthy. Have I mean, just read the back of one. Just go to BuiltBar.com and read about them. You will see. They're great, especially with keto diets. BuiltBar.com. BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code BECK. Get 20% off now at BuiltBar.com. You are listening to the Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. Uh, we have a lot to cover next hour. I'm going to go over the show that we did last night, give you some of the highlights. Um, and uh, Justin Haskins going to be joining me. He is uh, uh, one of the researchers and my co-writer, co-author of uh, The Great Reset, the book that is going to be coming out. Uh, and it is moving so quickly. Um, last night we did something on finance and the banks and what's happening and you, you will see what we talked about earlier this hour on the, the tech companies squeezing you on social media and squeezing your voice. Well, there's another squeeze coming on another side, and that is from the banking systems. You will not believe what has already happened. This is not in the future. This is right now. We're going to talk about it and what you can do to prepare for a very different future next.
This is the Glenn Beck program. You know, this really bothers me. The the Capitol uh, Police are on high alert for bombings in, you know, based on QAnon. Okay, that's good. But why are they not talking about the things that are being organized on Twitter today for Saturday from the radical violent left? How, what, what the hell is that? You get just the right is organizing and nobody's talking about the organizing that is still happening on Twitter. Oh, just. All right. Um, we've got a, uh, another hour, uh, to do today. This is a really, really important hour. Uh, these are the times that try men's souls. This is an hour that you really need to listen to and decide what, what, what do I believe? What is important? And will I stand? You'll understand by the end of the hour. This is an extraordinarily important hour that I ask you to listen to. If you don't have time to listen to this whole thing, I want you to find it on podcast today. Make sure you listen to this full hour. I'm going to start with explaining what masks and Dr. Seuss have in common. And it's not what I think anybody thinks is in common, but they are the same story. And I'll explain in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. Uh, so you've learned the lesson that history uh, has taught us about how badly things can go when disasters strike and you're not prepared. Uh, you know, you don't see it coming. You didn't see a, a snowstorm coming that would knock almost all the power out in all of Texas for three or four days. That just doesn't happen in Texas. And then there are those people who have prepared and it is it's difficult to prepare. I mean, where do you even start? Well, right here, you eat an elephant one bite at a time. That's how you have to look at being prepared. Just small baby steps. And before you know it, you're prepared. I want you to start with that step of calling my Patriot Supply. Right now, you can get the food storage that you need. It will last uh, for 25 years if you store it properly you get the food storage that you need for the emergency you get it quickly it'll ship in one to two days and arrive discreetly at your door now is the time to prepare it's 2,000 calories a day you can secure a four week three month even a year of emergency food please do this now mypatriotsupply.com do not put yourself in a situation where you have to get anything from the government. MyPatriotSupply.com All right, Justin Haskins is uh, 
is joining me now. He was with us yesterday. He's the editorial director of the Heartland Institute, editor-in-chief of StoppingSocialism.com, and uh, also the uh, co-author in uh, my new book on The Great Reset, which is turning out to be one of the hardest books I've ever ever been involved in and tried to write uh and we're having to do rewrites all the time because the information is changing so rapidly it's an incredibly difficult topic it is so hard to wrap your i think we're getting there though i do think we're getting there we're learning new things every day but i think if you go back to where we started this whole process yes and where we are today yeah we know so much more than we did. We know then. so much more, but the average American doesn't. And again, this is an elephant that you're going to have to eat one bite at a time. You just have to bear with it. And it's like when people said to me, why is why are you talking about Woodrow Wilson all the time? Why are you talking about the caliphate all the time? Because it's important that you understand what is really behind the news. Here's what's happening right now. Here's how masks and Dr. Seuss are the same story. They are intentional distractions. As long as you can keep the American people divided, arguing about Dr. Seuss and arguing over masks, you can do anything. And huge, huge things are being done right now on a global level. And there is going to come a time when your best friend or even you if you decide not to pursue this line of thinking you will say when did this happen right now and it has been happening i believe for at least 10 years this is one of the best laid out plans i have ever seen you want to talk about uh you know star chambers or secret combinations this is the textbook case of it, except they're not in hiding. They're right out in the open. We're just distracted and divided. The only hope we have is to come together and say, wait a minute. Yeah, yeah, Dr. Seuss, whatever. Uh, what is it that you just did yesterday? Now, if we can come together on these things, we can stop it. I'm going to show you just one piece. Last night on my Wednesday night special, it is crucial, please, that you watch it. Somebody said to me last night, Glenn, I, I can't watch it. It's too depressing. You know, what can we do? I'll tell you at the end of the hour exactly what you can do. And it is probably the most important thing you will ever do in your life. And it will change the course of your life and possibly change the course of your country because it will change the course of your family's life. It is critical. And I'll give that to you in just a minute. Let me just go through what is happening on one part of the Great Reset. Banks have always been the helper for capitalism, but you have to understand capitalism is changing. It's no longer shareholder capitalism. It is stakeholder capitalism. And the stakeholders are the government, the companies, the CEOs, and you, you're a stakeholder, but you're not part of any of the decisions. Your government at the federal level is making all of the decisions in your name. That is exactly how they describe it. What? We're not leaving people out. The government is doing the decision, and it's an elected government. Uh Uh-huh. 
and all of the people who are the stakeholder deciders, they are all going to be wildly wealthy. This is the biggest heist and the biggest cage ever constructed in, a, in global history. Last night, I showed you a lot of things, but I showed you uh, the Paris Climate Accords. And why is that so important? What was the big deal? I mean, it was nothing. It was nothing. Well, I showed you last night. Uh, it wasn't the Paris Climate Accord that everybody was watching. It was the the secondary meetings that were happening there. They were happening with the banks, the biggest banks around the world, 450 different banks got together. Now, American banks, I thought, were not involved at the beginning. I couldn't find Bank of America or Chase Manhattan that were there. And you still, up until recently, you couldn't find anything. And you would say, well, that's it because they're not involved, which I don't buy at all. And I have evidence of it now. Um, but also maybe they're in hiding because they don't want to think they don't want people thinking that they're taking their, you know, orders from the U.N. and climate activists. You know, you might think, hey, I'm going to get my money out of Bank of America and Chase Manhattan and the five biggest banks in the country because they're in doing something that I don't agree with at all. That is my assumption of why they have stayed out of this for so long, but they haven't actually stayed out of it. What caught our eye was at this, you know, uh, meeting of, of the Paris Climate Accords was the amalgamated bank of the U.S. Now, what is that? The reason why this caught our eye is because it's the biggest union bank in the country. They're owned by Workers United, which is an affiliate of SEIU. You say SEIU to me, and I immediately know something is really wrong. Now, I mentioned last night's show that the World Bank and the UN were collaborating at a global level back at 2015, and the U.S. financial institutions were basically a no-show. But... Then we found that a private banking group in the Netherlands took their methodology and created a private organization called the Partnership for Carbon Accounting Financials, or PCAF. So this has come from a global organization, and then a private group says, oh, that's a great idea. We're going to do that. And so they do it. And that's where Amalgamated Bank comes in. They took their private model based off the U.N. Paris Accord Initiative and led the charge to begin implementation here in America. So it's a labor union and their bank doing this. Now, earlier this week, I told you that a friend of mine sold, uh, sent me something that they got from Merrill Lynch. Well, that friend of mine is Justin Haskins. And uh, thank you, Glenn. You're welcome. I'm glad to be your friend. I, I, I love that. <laughs> So tell me about what they got from Merrill Lynch. Right. Explain so it. so a, a co-worker of mine logs into his Merrill Lynch account. Not a rich guy, just a regular guy. Got his 401k and Merrill Lynch. Logs into his Merrill Lynch account and up pops this really friendly, amazing notice that you've got your very own ESG score. Mm -hmm. Your environment, social, and governance score. It's Scores fantastic. in all three categories and an overall score. And unfortunately, my degenerate friend... 4.7 
overall score out of 10. So not not doing very not well doing. on the ESG yeah. scale. This is akin to you getting a score. You think you have a score of maybe 700, you know, for your credit score. And all of a sudden you find out that you have a score of 300. What are you going to be able to buy? How are you going to get a loan? You're going to be able to buy a car, a house or anything else. This credit score is going through the financial sector and the banks. And you'll understand why this is so bad here in a second. So when you get this, it is it is based on things from Merrill Lynch on the companies that you are buying. So if you want to buy stock and you think guns are going to be great and they're going to go up, they have a very low what's called ESG score, environmental, social justice and governance score. And so they have a very low rating, which means the banks are very unlikely to give them any money. So you can say, I really believe in this technology, but if it's not politically correct, it will have a low score that will punish that company in financing. But you say, screw it. I believe in this country company. You now get a low ESG score. And they say this is just to help you invest. But that's not what it is. That's the happy face. The other side of that is it's your score. So the bank now looks at you and says, well, you have an ESG score of four. You're not playing along with the environment. You're not for social justice. I, how can I trust that you're going to do something that is worthwhile for this collective community? So now you don't get uh, loans. Now, the overall score, you're, you're going to be graded and your risk to the bank is assessed based on things and services you buy. This is from their report. The things and services you buy. Well, that are you a member of Blaze TV? Ugh, are you? I hope not. Are you, right? are, have you bought a gun recently? Have you done, are you collected food storage? What are you talking about? Things and services that you buy, how much electricity you use, if you own a business, how much travel is involved, how much do your employees commute or can they all work from home? How many buildings do you own? How many company vehicles are there? What do you invest in? Now, if you answer those incorrectly, you're going to be giving a very low score. Now, it's not going to affect me. Until you read their own documents at the bank, in their own disclosures, personal mortgages, commercial real estate, business loans, listed equity, energy finance, car loans, every aspect of your life you will be cut out of. You won't be getting a car loan. This is this is just the beginning Medicine is also going to be controlled by the federal government. If you don't play ball, if you're eating meat, I'm sorry, we can't give you that medicine. It is total control. So it hasn't hit the mainstream, right? The, the U.S. banks were a no-show. Well, if you look at that private PCAF group, that nobody's looking at. You're looking for it in the UN and the Paris Accord. You're not looking at this group. This is a front group. Because 
joining that group, Bank of America, City, Co-America, Morgan Stanley. And these are just the banks that had the balls to come out with it publicly. Who else has adopted the U.N.'s methodology? Did they do it in a way to avoid the U.N. and Paris Accord public lists to avoid scrutiny? Your climate footprint and your social justice. We haven't even gotten a social justice yet. Your social justice footprint is given a credit score to measure your financial risk to the system. Now, as insane as it is, it was all set for an initial test run uh, in uh, 2019. Bank of America has already gone public that they're adopting this radical reinvention of the entire financial system. And I know that sounds crazy, but it's not. Give me another minute. I'll show you what's happening this week. 60 seconds and back. All right, let me tell you about Goldline. Gee, why should you have, uh, why should you have gold? I mean... <laughs> This system is evidence that they all know the dollar is going to collapse. They all know this financial system is going to collapse. They're telling you that's conspiracy theory, that there's nothing wrong. This proves it. You don't do these things and then stay with the dollar. You don't do it. We are headed towards a massive disruption. Please. Call Goldline now. Stop waiting. Call them. They have a great special right now with every tube of certified gold coins, Liberty Gold Coins. You'll get five brilliant uncirculated Kennedy silver half dollars at no additional charge. Last time I bought some, I didn't even get that special. This is a really good special. I buy gold and silver. Uh, you can get the silver now uh, at no additional charge when you're buying gold. Just ask them about all this. Um, and the authentication is really, really good, and that's important right now. Call Goldline at 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE, or goldline.com. They're waiting for your call right now. 866-GOLDLINE, 10-second station ID. So last week, the acting chairwoman of the SEC signaled that companies will soon have to report their climate risk to the government. So now you begin to see the public-private partnership between the banks and the U.S. government in action. If you fail to disclose your climate information to the banks, the governments will compel you to do it anyway. This is going to affect every single America, American in a profound way. That happened last week. Yesterday, the Treasury said that they are going to run a climate risk assessment and a, cl a climate stress test on the financial system. This all plays into each other. This is what's happening. The bank squeeze. It was, as I showed you last night in the special, please watch it. 2013, Obama administration did Operation Choke Point. It is the most incredible thing that I can't believe everybody didn't hear about. I can't believe no one is exposing this. It was to put businesses that were politically incorrect out of business using the FDIC. 
And this year, a lot of changes are all, have already happened, and we have missed them. The leaders of 450 banks met in Paris four months ago to announce they're all in on pushing this forward. And I, I gave a quote at the beginning of the show last night. We promote social justice policies to reduce inequalities, including th- uh, thorough support to tax, uh, distributive and domestic resource optimization approaches, safety nets and or insurance schemes. Now, this was from the gathering in Paris. But I want you to remember, these are bankers saying this. And in their statement, the first line from these bankers was this. We, public development banks of the world, gathered for the first time in Paris to commit to support the transformation of the global economy and societies. That is not the job of Citibank or Bank of America or the Bank of France. That is not their job. The pilot program went into effect in 2019. The banks that were involved, they have a report out and they pull no punches. Achieving net zero emissions will require a whole economy transition. Every company, every bank, every insurer, every investor will have to adjust their models. It spanned two years. A bank in France released what they called the Climate Vulnerability Index. In other words, your climate credit score. This is China, by the way. The approach, quoting from them, the approach aims to assess transition risk by quantifying the marginal impact of the climate scenario on the credit rating of borrowers for a set priority sector under the assumption that the borrower does not adapt to this scenario. So, uh, bend the knee or lose the credit. Now, what happens if you put your foot down? Using their own documents, anyone caught out of compliance and unwilling to conform will be dealt with through what they call exclusion policies. Page 41, KBC will abstain from direct financing or insurance of, for instance, coal-related projects, as well as from general corporate financing or insurance of energy companies if they have any portion of their energy production capacity, which is coal-fired. Joe Biden doesn't need to ban coal. The banks are doing it themselves. And you, by having your bank... Being Citibank, Bank of America, any of these banks, you're paying for it. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Okay. Um, Timeshare termination team. Timeshare termination team. If you have, uh, you know, one of these stupid timeshares, you know it's a hassle. I mean, unless you have Disney, you can get out of Disney because people want a Disney timeshare. The thing that you bought, probably not. So what do you do? You stuck with that and your kids stuck with that forever? Not with Timeshare Termination Team. Timeshare Termination Team has a 100% guarantee, money back exit guarantee. You're not out, you get every dime back. You will save a ton of money if you call 888-GET-YOU-OUT, 888-438-8688, or just go to timeshareterminationteam.com. 
you have the peace of mind that there's a 100% money-back exit guarantee, get that thing out from just crushing you to death. TimeshareTerminationTeam.com. TimeshareTerminationTeam.com. More in a second. Very excited for the first time since Thanksgiving. Nancy Pelosi Sucks Pens are back in stock. NancyPelosiSucksPen.com. Get yours today while they last. This is the Glenn Beck Program. I just want to... uh Make a note here. There are still 170,000 residents in Mississippi that do not have drinking water uh, right now. They still haven't had it. They've been out for two weeks. Uh, There are still 8.7 million people still under boil advisories in Texas. Uh, That's a lot of water. Uh, And Mercury One is uh, so grateful to Patriot Mobile um that's the they are a sponsor of this program and i'm glad they're a sponsor they're a u.s-based christian conservative wireless telephone provider they have partnered up this is not the first time they've done this they've partnered up uh with um, mercury one operation blessing and team rubicon to make sure that uh louisiana texas uh are or have some water uh, and they have decided that they are going to match dollar for dollar uh, for anybody who donates now at Mercury One. And we thank Patriot Mobile. If you'd like to be a part of the rescue and the helping so we don't have to rely on government, please donate now to Mercury One. Okay, Justin Haskins is uh, with us, and we were we were just talking about what we went over last night, which is... It's hard to get your arms around because what we went over last night on the Wednesday night special uh, was just one really just part of the enforcement arm of the Great Reset. That's right. Right. Yeah. Just just one part of all of this. Uh, I think the most important takeaway from from last night is that this is not some wild uh, you know, it's not a wild conspiracy theory. Obviously, it's not even a wild prediction. It's happening right now. It's occurring. And all the pieces have been put into place for years and years and years that have led us to this point in time. And now when you look back at all of these different things that we've seen in the past and we said, well, why would why would people, even Democrats, even people who are in power, who are why, why would they support this or that piece of legislation? Look, the Green New Deal, for example. And when you look back on those things, it sheds a whole new light on all of it. How could the Green New Deal is a great example of it, right? Why would all these big corporations line up behind something like that, <laughs> right? Well, maybe because they're going to make a whole lot of money off of it. When you get rid of cars by 2035, gasoline cars, um, who's who's making money? Well, big corporations like GE or GM. Uh, corporations that uh, Nancy Pelosi just invested a million dollars in Tesla two weeks before Joe Biden announced that he's going to replace the entire federal fleet with electric cars. Exactly. Gee, what a smart investment she made. And, and it's not just it's not just electric cars. It's 
almost every aspect of the economy has to change. It, it, they say that. That's right. This it, this will affect Every American down to the most basic things. Right. So you you are going to be they're going to you're going to have an ESG score. How much electricity do you use? Well, you're using so much electricity, so you're going to have to pay a tax on that unless you get a new refrigerator. Well, who's making the new refrigerator? GE. That's right. How about new windows? How up for your home? How about making sure that your house is green energy compliant? That was a huge part of the Green New Deal. In California, they've already put laws into place that say every new house has got to have solar panels strapped onto it. And we're That's, not talking about every new house. Nope. We're, we're not talking, talking about, about it. every building in the country. We're talking about every building in the civilized world. Yeah. That's what we're talking about. So it, when people say, and this is where we went wrong. Uh, and and I'm the first to admit it. I just wrote a book on arguing with socialists. We wrote it together. <laughs> I know. And when we first started looking at this, we were trying to put the socialism label on this. It's not socialist. No. This is where they are using socialists and they're using conservatives and they're using Nazis and and everybody else. They're using those people to get us to fight with one another. So we're not seeing what the real deal is when they put out the new green deal. This these now are private corporations, private banks, private industries that are all working together. You don't kind of need to pass the Green New Deal. Right. Because the bank won't give you a loan unless you accept the principles of the New Green Deal. Exactly. And the, and the tip off for all of this was when we started looking at the at the Great Reset initially and we saw all these big gigantic corporations, the head of Brian Moynihan, the head of Bank of America, is, was an integral part of making these ESG standards. He's deeply in bed with the World Economic Forum. And we looked at that and we said, what, what are these people doing? This, this is socialism. This is some kind of socialist. Said, Why are they in bed? No, it's not. They're, it's not socialism. I have a feeling that if, if Bernie Sanders were here today. He'd agree with us 100%. He would agree that he hates all of this. Right. He doesn't want anything to do with this. That's why you're going to find yourself in a situation, I think in the next year, where you're talking to socialists and you're like, I'm with you, buddy. I'm, I'm right with you. And they're going to say, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'm with you. It's going to happen because soon as this is exposed, you are going to see more and more people go, wait a minute. They're just raping the middle class and lower class. If, if your company is making hundreds of millions of dollars, you're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. But everybody below is going to be on a stipend. That's right. I mean, you are really, truly being categorized as a consumer and a worker. That's all you are. And, and with the goals of Common Core, which are coming through again through the Great Reset in diabolical ways right. will judge your child by third grade and it will be your child will be put on a track to serve this industry or that industry this is ever how many times have you heard people from george bush to uh you know john Kerry say the future is china yep that is the future china the way china does things no that's not the future 
Yeah. And I don't want that to be the future. But that's what this is. That's right. They're so but they're so efficient. They're so good at getting things done over there. They right. can just, you know, if they need a factory and it, your house happens to be where the factory needs to be, they just bulldoze down the house. Right. It's fantastic. And right? if you happen to disagree in China and you're a Uyghur, uh, we just have to build a little <laughs> concentration camp for you. Yeah, it's a federal jobs guarantee. Yeah, that's, a, that's all that is. <laughs> that's all that is. Um, so now what do you do about it? This is probably the most important thing you will ever do in your life. First thing. I want you to watch the special. I want you to look at original sources. I want you go to go to the World Economic Forum dot org uh, and look at it. I want you to read the sustainable development goals from the UN's Agenda 2030. I want you to compare those two and notice, wow, they fit with each other. I want you then to take the documents that we're showing just on finance and see that the bank that you have your money in most likely is a is way into this. Then you have to decide this. What do I really believe? And how important are those values and principles to me? Do I really truly believe in liberty and the individual and and the freedom to pursue my own happiness without all of this regulation on top of me? Do I believe that people have a right to find their own way and compete in an open, fair market? Do I believe that every move my child makes, every word my child utters, everything is measured, everything is recorded, Everything about their entire life will be scrutinized for their safety. You have to ask yourself, after you've done your homework, do not take my word for it. And if you find things that I say are happening and you think they're wrong, call me. I will put you on the air and we will go over it together. And I will be the first to gladly admit that I am wrong if you can show me the evidence. But I want you to do your own homework and then you have to decide, will I stand? Am I willing to go up? I'm a CPA and I just got these rules that uh, the SEC is saying right now as a CPA, you have to do these ESG reports, and that's coming. Do you just keep quiet and keep your job? Or do you try to find other people? And if you don't find any other people that agree with you, you're still willing to say, I won't do this. I won't do this. I have to ring the bell because I know what this means. These are the times that try men's souls. This is probably the easiest time you will have to make this decision because you're not seeing the direct profound effects in your life yet, but you will soon. If you don't stand now, you probably won't stand. Are you in for freedom or do you just want to preserve your job
I have made my choice. It's time now for you to make yours. Back in a minute. Thank you, Justin, for coming in. Thanks, Glenn. Uh, all right. By the way, uh, did you see Hong Kong is uh, having a shorter shortage of burner phones? That's because half of the population. No, I'm sorry. Half of the population was out rioting or or demonstrating and saying no to China. They the everybody who is a leader is gone now, disappeared or in prison or killed. Now, half the population was on the street and China still shut them down. Number one thing people are looking for now in China uh, or in uh, Hong Kong, burner phones. Why? Because they're tracking everything. Uh, Let me tell you about Relief Factor. You got to get out of pain because, man, we need you in the fight. If you have pain that you you can't even sleep at night. I I had a... um, uh, letter from a woman named Dawn. That's where she was. She'd been a hairstylist for 25 years and she developed pain in her hands and her feet and her back. She was on her feet all the time. So bad she couldn't even sleep at night most of the time. She was desperate for anything. One day she heard me talking about relief factor. Uh, she's listening to the program and Dawn's like, I'm going to give it a try. Within a few weeks of starting to take it, all of her pain, according to Dawn, every bit of it was gone. She says she no longer takes relief. Fa- the, the longer she takes relief factor, the better she feels. She got her life back. I got my life back. Try it for three weeks. See if it will make a difference. Relieffactor.com. 800 583 It's relieffactor.com. The Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, my name is Glenn Beck, and I would, uh, I'm just grateful that you're listening now, and I would uh, ask that you would join us at The Blaze. If you think the stuff that we are working on is worthwhile and important, uh, please join us and become a supporter at Blaze TV. Uh, tonight and over the weekend, um, we are doing a, uh, test group of about 200 people, uh, at Mercury one for a new American history class that, uh, we will do again. And, uh, we will have that, uh, online for you soon. Uh, and that is the beginning of, of our effort to try to educate you and your family, uh, I, I've told everybody at the studio um, that they should come and attend this. We'll put them in a separate room because it's just completely full now. Uh, we had a thousand people wanting to get in. We could only do 200 of them. Um, but uh, it, it is a it's it, you will be remarkably different when you come out. You will realize that almost everything that you thought you knew probably wasn't true. 
uh, or it was a spin on the truth on history. And the great thing is, is we have the documents to prove it. Uh, we were very, very fortunate. A listener of this program uh, donated almost $2 million uh, just last week, which has given us the ability to uh, buy the largest collection of American history between 1500 and uh, 1790, I think. Um, it's all of the Jamestown, all of the pilgrims. I mean, Smithsonian wanted uh, this collection. Uh, and luckily, the person who has assembled it, spent a lifetime assembling it, wanted it to fall into our hands because they know what we're doing and they know that we will preserve it and the truth. Uh, Mercury One soon will be the go-to source uh, for any document of relevance on the pilgrims and what happened in Jamestown. And that is so important because everything we teach, we can back it up with the original source. Professors can't do that. In fact, we can run circles around some of the best so-called progressive history uh, majors in the country. They, they don't even know history. Uh, and we have the documents to prove it. And that is an important, important task. Uh, and we sure would appreciate your support, uh, tax-deductible support, at mercuryone.org. Mercuryone.org. Thank you for listening. Tonight, a new podcast comes out. You're going to really uh, have your mind opened on that. What's really going on with social media and the public revolt. This is the Glenn Beck Program.